back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Oh, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, how, are, how are you doing? I'm good. It's a rainy Monday. It is pouring rain. While we're recording. Yeah. Yesterday, Will Smith slept Chris Rock at the Oscars. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And with this is a rare, like we didn't watch the Oscars. Like we went to bar trivia. Yeah. And, and my mom texted me. We definitely... I was like partially watching it from the restaurant, one of the with TVs, the with the sound off. And I, I was positioned in a way that I, I couldn't see it. The TV yeah. I could see is, you know, when you're at bars, I know you know I'm saying the listeners, some bars have like chive TV just running on a loop and it's just all like funny like animal bloopers, videos of people falling yeah. down or like that. Like that was what I could see. Yeah. Um, so I definitely see, saw some people get hurt, but I, I didn't see Chris Rock get slapped. Yeah. Uh, although I've since seen it many times. Yeah. I've seen all the memes. All yeah. the hot takes. Some of the takes are just like, there's a part of me that's like, it's crazy that happened. And it's like, put me in a weird mood because oh, I was already in a weird mood about the Oscars. But I think a part of a big part of my weird mood is people having such bizarre takes. Like, I feel like social media has made it so like we no longer have the capacity to see something like that, like that and go, holy shit, that was weird. Now every, everyone has to have like a deeper right. take. Like there's, you know, <laughs> Judd Apatow said that <laughs> Will Smith could have killed Chris Rock, which is funny. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I, there's another one that's been going around. That's like, it was like something like the way that people reacted in the room is a microcosm of how people like Adolf Hitler come to power. <laughs> like oh just God. insane takes. Oh but like, that's what people feel like they have yeah. to do now. There's like a cultural moment. We have to have a take as a, a take right. that's other than just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, is what it, it should have been really. Yeah. I think it's okay to not voice your opinion <laughs> about something like this and like, you know, yeah, keep it to yourself. Exactly what I'm not doing right now. The whole thing is unfortunate and kind of sad. I think it is sad. I, um, it does make me sad for everyone. It makes me sad for everyone and yeah. society at large. <laughs> <laughs> so you also have a a grand take about society at large. Well, I think it's a, I guess if we're actually going to get into it, I think it's like we could talk about like toxic masculinity and we can talk about celebrity culture we could talk about race we could talk but we're not going to because this is a podcast (laughs) about friends and how i met your mother (laughs) yeah 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 there's no will smith or but i mean there are there are larger conversations that could be had that i think people are but i think all i can say is it's it shouldn't have happened yeah yeah like some of the memes are funny i saw one that was like um one of them was friends and the other was Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's not, you're right. We are here to talk about friends and how I met your mother, specifically season two, episode 19 of each show. That's season two, episode 19 of friends. It's called the one where Eddie won't go. Season two, episode 19 of how I met your mother is called bachelor party, but we'll set that one aside for now and focus on friends. Season two, episode 19 the one where Eddie won't go. So let's get into the recap. Let's. We have a once again a non-perk opening. It's been forever since the show has actually started at the perk. Yeah. But I still 
keep track. Yeah. Uh, non prick opening, and we open in Chandler's bedroom, which mm-hmm. we haven't actually seen for a while. Yeah. Um, he seems to have changed some of his decor. It's entire. It's not entirely clear because it's the middle of the night. Right. But Eddie is sitting there. Staring at Adam me. Goldberg just watching Chandler yeah. sleep and, and Chandler wakes up and freaks out and tells Eddie he wants him to to move out. Uh, when we finally do get to the park the next day, we get uh, th- this episode in general just like had storylines that either, either annoyed me or it made me uncomfortable. Like yeah. you and I have talked about how about mental health the insensitivity and, and, towards mental yeah, health yeah and so I, like a lot of the stuff with Eddie is yeah. like oh, this is not funny this is mm-hmm. troubling yeah. but then also a lot of the the storyline with the ladies is so regressive Cliched. like 90s new age feminism yeah. but yeah. also like mocking that yeah. so it's like Phoebe introduces them to a book about like women or the wind holders it's called and be your own wind keeper. wind keepers. That's right. And men are lightning bearers. And it's like a very like, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus type of thing, yeah. but it's in the language of, uh, you know, new age, like yeah. sort of patronizing Earthly, appropriation, yes. like yeah. faux mysticism. Yes. Um, but also it's like, that's stupid. But also the fact that it's mocking that is stupid. Like, it, yes. it, it feels like the show is it, it's 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 mocking a certain type of feminism, but it also seems to be just mocking feminism. The, the very idea, idea, the of, idea that they that these that that women do like toil under a patriarchy mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. the you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater when you're making these kind of broad. All of this is silly, isn't it? Like taking the idea that no women should be allowed more agency and. And, and and shouldn't yoke themselves to uh, a, a man, and man, men shouldn't expect women to do that. These are real ideas. But by right. lumping it in with all this, like you know, what is it like mystical garden? Like yeah. you know, you let him into your whatever, like all mm-hmm. that. It makes it all sound silly. Like the idea yes. of women wanting equality. Suddenly Just the sounds idea silly. of like female empowerment is like so absurd. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I really. There's a there's one point in my notes where I literally just wrote I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Joey's like not sure what to. He's in a good mood, even though he got fired at the beginning. He's in a good mood because he's like, "Hey, I got fired. I got killed off in the show, but I was a regular on Days of Our Lives. This is going to open new doors yeah. for me as an actor." So he's in a good mood. Uh, but then he goes to see his agent, played uh, the same agent as before. I've, Estelle, I think her name is. Uh, is the that's the character's name? Or yes, the, I think it's the character's name. Uh, yes, uh, let's see. It is yeah Estelle Leonard, played by June Gable. Yeah, um, and she's like, you got to take the auditions that come, which is like a two part, like two line bit part on a different uh, a different soap. Yeah, and he's like, I'm too good for that. Um. Uh, and then, yeah, Rachel like confronts Ross with some of the stuff that she's read in the book and he's like confused by it because he has no idea what the book is, but also he's confused by feminism, I think. <laughs> but he's also confused by lesbians. He's, he's, he's not very, a very yeah. like, no. he's not a very woke guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, he do- he doesn't like it. Like, I think he takes it in stride. Like, he... He's like, all right, Rachel, we have to go. And she's like, I'm not going to comply with your 
your times and your schedules. And he's like, it's actually the movie theater sets a schedule. We had <laughs> yeah. a plan to go to the movie. Yeah. And so like she says no and yells at him and he just kind of like walks away. <laughs> so I guess yeah. good for him. But there's also like these incredibly corny jokes. She said something like, like how can you let me grow if you won't let me blow Meaning right. the wind, but then yeah. it turns into a blow job joke. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's very bad. It's just bad. very bad stuff. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Ross, I guess, instead of putting up with Rachel's bullshit, goes over to Joey's, um, and Joey gets a, a bill, a credit card bill that comes in two envelopes. I thought that was funny. Envelope yeah. one of two. Yeah. That was a funny joke. Yeah. Uh, I hope I didn't steal one of your funniest moments. Um, but uh, Definitely ter- in that scene. Uh, yeah, it turns out he owes a ton of money for all the apartment decor <laughs> that he got a couple episodes ago when yeah. he was, uh, thought he was going to be on days of our lives for a long time. And, and so he doesn't know what to, uh, do about it. There's also a very funny running joke in this episode about Joey using like 50 cent words, like yes. jaunty and cache and pedantic, uh, pedantic. And, and it, it's because, uh, Chandler bought him, I'm guessing as a housewarming gift. Yeah. Word of the day, toilet paper. Yeah. And it got me thinking, <laughs> is it like a toilet paper roll per day or like, is it just one for one is per each sheet roll a different or each sheet roll or, or do you, a different you word? You don't use like, just one sheet a day. Yeah, unless you're... Um, so is it the roll or Cheryl the... Crow. Wasn't that her, like, talking about, like, being, like, economically, like... not Or not economically, um, ecologically, like, conservative while she was on tour. And it was, like, it was something crazy, like, one square of toilet paper a day wow. or something. I mean, I think about, like, can you spare a square? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, you yeah. need more than a square. Not if you're Cheryl Crow. Wow. Um I mean, to make fun, I love Sheryl Crow. I think I've established that on the podcast before. I feel like we've talked about that yeah. I love Sheryl Crow. Yeah. So does my dad. Uh, well, she's great. Yeah. Uh, and she's from Missouri. That's part mm. of why I love her. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. So he don't have a bunch of money. He's using these. T- uh, uh, I care for their words. Okay. Then we get our first of two transitions that include the Twin Towers. And we get to... Uh, Chandler and Eddie's apartment and Eddie is dehydrating fruit, which this like, um, this was a thing at, at this time and into like the early two thousands before dehydrated fruit was such a common snack that you could just like, yeah, buy because you and I are both dehydrated fruit snackers, but we yeah. don't like dehydrate our own fruit, but it's, it hasn't gone out of style. Like it's still very much, I think people No, but I'm saying. Eating dehydrated fruit hasn't gone out of style. Dehydrating your own fruit has no, kind of gone out of style. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it has. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, I guess I don't see it as much because prepackaged dehydrated, unsweetened dehydrated fruit is more available now than it was in the 90s and early 2000s. Right. But I think it's it speaks to like people are um, doing things on their own, you know, making sourdough, dehydrating their own. But I haven't seen... That dehydrator that mm-hmm. Eddie's using, mm-hmm. I have memories of people having those. Yes. I don't, I feel like I don't see those anymore. Oh, I think we run in different circles now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a boss, the first video star I worked at, I had a boss who was like, um, a really, like a really nice guy. I loved him, but like, t- uh, like total hippie. Like he's like the kind of dad who like he, cause his dad, I also worked, he, he lives the manager of the store and then his son, like 
worked at the video store with me and he was the kind of dad who was like i tell my kids if they are interested in marijuana or lsd like let's do it together at home and experience that together he was that kind of like hippie dad yeah and he dehydrated his own fruit and that was like because he was like like vegetarian and it was like all he ate so he'd like uh yeah would bring in just bags of dehydrated fruit to snack on at work he was a cool guy so uh, he also told me like a joke the day that I got hired, he was like giving me the sort of like half hour orientation. And he said, uh, we get paid weekly, very weekly. And I always love that joke. Good one. (laughs) Um, my dad gave me that same talk about like trying beer or marijuana. And we also had a, a dehydrator. So yeah, I guess your parents are kind of the hippie age too. Yeah. Um, but I would never like say, dad, I want to, I want to smoke weed. No, no one did. Yeah. 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 That's silly. Uh, anyway, so Eddie's dehydrating fruit, um, and (laughs) acting like he doesn't, uh, remember that he said he would move out. Well, he's, yeah. I mean, he's having like a major like psychosis. Yeah. He's unraveling. Like it's, it's sad to see. Yeah. And then how they respond to it is even worse. Oh yeah. We will get that, uh, to that later. Um, we also, uh, Gunther has a whole little, little scene with, uh, Joey. That's really good where we find out that Gunther is also an actor and used to be on all my children. Was this his first speaking? I don't think so. I think we've, Okay. I feel like we he came to the party. Yeah, because he's come to parties. Yeah, before. he came to the party when the heat wouldn't turn off, but I don't think yeah. he talked in that one. But I think there was a different time that he spoke and we commemorated it. And there was like a little wrong. like he was like playing like bartender with the lemonade, like, oh, Dave got you down. <laughs> yeah, what you got? Right. And then yeah. like the way he like pours the lemonade. Um, so, yeah, we learned that he played Bryce on all my children. And he died in an avalanche. He Bryce died in d- died yeah. under an avalanche. Um uh, so Chandler's so freaked out that he sleeps on Monica and Rachel's couch and wakes up to Monica watching him sleep, yeah. uh, which is funny because as you've told me that, I guess I knew that they become a couple at some mm-hmm. point, that that's kind of cute. Yeah. That he, she's just watching him sleep. Yeah. Um, she's charmed by his, I, I think maybe like Chandler is so abrasive when he's like speaking. So maybe he just like seems so like, Oh, he's peaceful and sweet. <laughs> It's the only time you can approach him. Yeah. He's like Smaug. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sleeping dragon. Um, all right. Uh, so Eddie is dehydrating again. And this time he's putting water balloons in the dehydrator, which yeah, is funny. That, that would break it. Yeah. But it would, yeah, definitely uh, come up the works. Um, <laughs> and he still doesn't remember. He finally like storms out, uh, killing a goldfish on the, on his way. Another, troubling moment yeah uh he's just a truly troubled person um you could tell like throughout the episode like his clothes are like all stained up he's not like doing his hair like it just is like textbook like psychosis like you can see him in real time coming it's gonna get worse too um uh, Joey Tate does go to the audition. He, he gives in and goes to the audition. He didn't want to go to, uh, for the cavity part and he blows it. Cause he keeps, uh, first, like he keeps like trying to, trying to, uh, what's I'm looking for? Expand the role because uh-huh. he's like, I, you know, was on, he's like, if they, he's, uh, uh, the cab could get into an accident and I could attend to the victims because I have medical acting experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but he totally blows the the uh, audition. Uh, meanwhile, this is where I wrote, I hate this. The ladies are like taking some like quiz from the wind. Uh, wind keepers. Wind keeper. I keep yeah, be your own wind keeper. Wait, can uh, we go back to that scene with like oh, please. with his addition? Audition, audition. Yeah. Um, props to the props department. They had an actual head headshot, and the guy was like looking at his headshot. So uh, someone yeah. had to have like that's nice. Blew blew up a photo of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since I'm on props, um, clowns everywhere. Did you notice in, in Joey and in, Eddie, or Chandler and Eddie's? No, apartment? because it was also in Estelle's office. What is it with clowns? Yeah, clowns in Chandler's room, in their living room, and then now in Estelle's office. Man, this show loves clowns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, I, this wind quiz like brings up some bad stuff about how like Rachel stole Monica's boyfriend yeah. in ninth yeah. grade, and then yeah. Phoebe like slept with one of Monica's exes yeah. or something. It's all ridiculous, regressive, boring, yes. not funny. Yes, I hated all of it. But, yes. Uh, what I loved is um, Joey's three <laughs> D Last Supper. <laughs> Yes, also good props. Yeah, yeah the, the, the the repo people were taking all the stuff that he, he bought. Um, and uh, uh, the funny, yeah, the funniest thing is the is the 3D Last Supper, which the Judas is a little loose or something. He said yeah. the Judas is a little wobbly or something, yeah. which I thought was funny. Yeah. But then also uh, they take a, they're taking this like stupid, like, Lucite parrot thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, not the parrot. And Ross is like, I'm going to do a nice thing and like save it for him. I'm going to buy the parrot. And it turns out it's 1200 bucks. And yeah. he's like, no. And then he buys a porcelain dog. Cause it's only 200. Cause it's only 200 and he can afford that. Um, all right. So then another transition, this time a nighttime transition, including the, a shot of the twin towers and we're back at the, the perk and Rachel is serving up, uh, apology cakes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she brings out some 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 cakes and they patch things over uh, up and then she puts the cakes back away so they don't get taken out of her paycheck. Yeah. Uh, then. So here is the word like not the worst. It's going to get worse. But Eddie shows up again after having like Chandler's like he moved all his stuff out. And then yeah. he shows up. He's like, I took him the head off of a mannequin at Macy's for us to put in our apartment for our next cocktail party. And he's like, has this whole thing about how they took an impromptu road trip to Vegas the day before. He's clearly just like completely delusional. Yeah. And it's very troubling. It's very troubling. I, I understand. Like they need like, to get him some help. They need to. And like, I am trying to do that. The thing that you and I have talked about trying not to like judge the show yeah. by the standards of today, but there's also just the fact that it is today yeah i have we have more sensitivity and awareness of mental illness than we did at the time and and that makes it it is hard for me to uh put myself in the shoes of a 1996 or whatever i can't remember now uh whatever your audience and um and just laugh at this. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. Yes. I, I know that I, I'm not like blaming the writers necessarily. Cause like it wasn't, people weren't as sensitive about this at the time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying not to blame the show, but I'm also just acknowledging like it is pretty much impossible for me to find it funny now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, but the, and then, so I, I say that as sort of the 
uh, an entree to the final scene with Eddie where Joey like moves back in and then Chandler and Joey pretend they don't know Eddie and that he never lived there and Joey never moved out. And they're like gaslighting exactly. the mentally ill, which is yes. exactly how they got rid of Joey's stalker, played by Brooke Shields and the yes. one after the Super Bowl part yeah. two. Part yes. one, I can't remember. Um, so this is a, yeah. And it's so sad that, so they like extreme gaslit Eddie and I felt so bad for Eddie, like, oh, man, I'm sorry. And he, like, walks away. Like, this yeah. is the death of Eddie. Like, this is so, so sad. Yeah, what's going to become of him? Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. He's, he's unwell, and they don't care. And it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. 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 It's very, it is, it is very truly it's, upsetting. It's very upsetting, yeah. Um, and then we get a tag at the end <laughs> where uh, they have to bring the dog statue out of joey's room whenever ross is going to come over to uh yeah but first they're um they're like excited to be back together playing foosball Uh and (laughs) it's not a line but it's just the idea is so funny to me that ball like joey's like what's wrong with that ball and he's like oh it's a cantaloupe yeah (laughs) so they're using like a um a dehydrated cantaloupe as the foosball but then there's another bad joke where chandler is like the way he's carrying the dog it's like uh oh yeah yeah. it's like up against the dog's butt is up against his crotch and he's like "Eh, i'm gonna hold it a different way yeah very bad yeah so bad any other any other stray observations before we move on to our funniest moments i will say um i'm not a ross apologist but he was being a very good friend to joey he was worried about he was like helping him with his finances and um you know, saying like, we need to, you need to cut some corners, you know, take this job. Like you can't keep doing this. Like you're going to end up like homeless, you know, you need to. And then when he came back the next day, he apologized, like, look, I'm sorry, you need to like follow your dream. So he was like insightful and supportive and kind to Joey. Yeah. So, um, I think he, he didn't try to steal his wind. He didn't try to steal. He wasn't a leaf blower or a wind keeper. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I like when they're actually good friends to one another. Yeah. All right, let's move on to funniest moments, right? Uh, yes. I'm going to take one from you because I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, the first one I'm going to, uh, say is I, cause I feel it's almost certainly on your list cause you and I have the same sense of humor in many ways. Um, they're reading the names of the stores that Joey owes <laughs> yes, money to. Yes, and yes. The one in particular that I liked was porcelain safari. <laughs> Yes. But also I love Lucite. I love Lucite. And Chromantic. Isn't it Chromantic? <laughs> chromantic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those are on my funniest. Um I also like the scene with Adele and she was talking she was like giving Joey a pep talk, like no role is too small kind of thing. Uh-huh. And she's like you know, he's feeling like down on himself and she says, Look at me, look at me. Do I have lipstick on my teeth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the first scene, Eddie says, you want to move out? I want to hear you say it. And then Chandler says it. And Eddie says, no, no, no. I want to hear it from your lips. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. So Eddie can also like read minds, which is right. Yeah. Uh, do you mean, I have more funniest moments to you? Um, no, I already discussed the, uh, tiny shriveled cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. The way that we know at the beginning of the episode that Joey's still in a good mood is that he bought a really stupid looking hat. Oh, the jaunty cap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's wearing a jaunty cap. Yeah. And yeah, him him strolling into the perk, you know, like the oh, cock yeah. of the walk with that big like leather 
like taxi driver's hat. Yeah. Uh, on it was, uh, it just that I just laughed out loud, like blurt laughed at that. Well, in that scene, what was funny, um, he was like, the girls were making fun of him for the jaunty cap. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I was on eighth Avenue and I said to myself, you know what I don't have? And Monica says a mirror, <laughs> which is very friends. I wish I'd written down. Was That's it actually like eighth Avenue? A, it's such a, it was. Yeah. Because eighth Avenue in how many mother is the store. Oh. The store that Barney sends Robin to is on eight. So yeah, it must be like where there's a lot of like people, like street vendors okay. or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was very much like a Chandler cut, you know, a mirror. Yeah. Like, yeah. can you see Chandler saying that? Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, when, <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know, I said that I couldn't find any of the Eddie stuff funny, but obviously I liked the, I want to hear it from your lips. And there's another one when Chandler like, Comes back to the apartment and he looks, he like sticks his head in to make sure Eddie's not there. And he's like, okay, he's not here. And he walks in and then Eddie just pops, pops up. up and goes, hey, pal. And he's got a tray full of dehydrated Giant <laughs> crate of vegetables. And yeah. I was thinking about the cantaloupe again. I can't stop thinking about the cantaloupe. Yeah. You would have had, because it's like shrunk into a ball. So you'd have to put the entire melon like on the, pro, like on, on the, the dehydrator. It wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. You'd have to cut it up in little pieces. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is when the ladies are fighting over the wind quiz or whatever, Monica goes into her bedroom and slams the door. Rachel goes into her bedroom and slams the door. And then Phoebe like looks around and finds a little box and like opens it and slams it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. Uh, first thing I liked is, uh, I like Chandler's great trench coat that he's, uh, wearing mm. at the park when he's like, uh, when he first says, like, Eddie finally moved out, and then Eddie comes in with the Las Vegas story, he's wearing a great trench coat. Okay. What uh, What did you like or not like? Um, notable, I found uh, Phoebe's gigantic scrunchie. Okay. Well, Phoebe also has, in her first scene, a very fetching coat, but also very much talking about, like, seeing things from today's standards, very much like a cultural appropriation type of, like... It's very like Native American yeah, inspired fringe and like she'll do that. Uh, yeah, it looked cool, but it's also I wouldn't wear it um, these days. And Monica is wearing a like New York City shirt, and I feel oh. like that's kind of dorky. Like when people have like Cali shirts or like you know I like, like those. Yeah, like California. Yeah, yeah. Like I like those. Yeah, but I also no judgment. I just don't wear clothing that has any words on it. So especially like the place that I live, well, I would yeah. never, not outside of the house. You don't. Oh yeah. Like I'll sleep in like band shirts or, you know, or like novelty shirts. Or that novelty your husband sh- buys you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, last thing there's uh, look, Chandler has worn some strange stuff, but he has an absolutely awful tie. Oh, I didn't clock it. It's, uh, like a dark, like a charcoal, tie i think but it, then it has this series of red triangles like going pointing up or down it almost looks like a series of like elevator buttons okay it's so bad so it looks terrible cool. no, it looked terrible oh. <laughs> um any other make it fashion moments nope uh all right well we can move on to running jokes motifs or foreshadowing of course there's another Monica was heavy in a mm-hmm. high school joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fat yeah. shaming. I wrote uh, slut shaming. Yeah. Because they like, they're making fun of the other about like having first date sex and yeah. um, letting like some dude like dip in the pool 
<laughs> whatever. It was so. I hated it. So dominant, regressive, like you said. They're like, no, this is getting ahead of myself, but they're like the other women at Lily's bachelorette or like yeah. bridal shower. Yeah. That that's like. Yeah. Well. Monica and Rachel and Phoebe are more like Lily's like button down ants than yeah. they are like Lily and Robin. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Um, but yeah, um, motifs, themes, like the just such typical like battle of the sexes, yeah. like women are so different. Yeah. Um, also, we talked about ins- insensitivity towards mental illness, gaslighting. Um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to point out that Chandler in Chandler's apartment, whether it's Chandler and Eddie and Chandler and Joey, there's always seems to be a six pack of beer on top of the fridge. Mm-hmm. This time it's been, it's usually been Pilsner or Kell, mm-hmm. but this time it was Bass. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They also have Met RX that's been like on the top of their fridge. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Like protein powder? Yeah. It's okay. like a protein shake. Okay. I buy the, uh, the Joey. Well, I guess, but Joey wasn't there. Maybe Eddie's a protein shake guy. I think it existed before Eddie, but okay, maybe. Okay. But yeah, maybe Joey just left it behind. Yeah. Uh, any anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, then let's take a quick break. Okay. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. We're back from our quick break, and it is time to dive in to How I Met Your Mother, Season 2, Episode 19, Bachelor Party. Take it away, Natalie. <laughs> Do you want me to grab that pen for you? Yes. <laughs> you so, start talking. So this episode starts in a um, narration, obviously, um, going back to August 06, and they're talking about Barney. And the, we're at McLaren's, and it's um, like from the very first scene where they're like, I don't remember like the context, but Marshall is crying about Lily and so this scene takes place in the break between seasons one and two. Yes. He, okay, yeah. When Marshall was um, so hurt about the breakup and uh, Barney just leaves. So then that's kind of like, okay, so now we're like up to speed and they're talking about Barney being like a fair weather friend. Ted's talking about Barney being a fit, like he's great when things are good and then when things are tough, he just kind of leaves. That's yeah. like how it's, you know, kind yes. of yes. framed. Um, and of course it's, so it's Marshall's bachelor party planning, uh, committee. <laughs> Ted and Barney are like arguing, of course. Well, cause Ted and Marshall have already planned the whole thing out. And yes. then Barney's like, nope, we're doing. Yeah. X, y, Barney's like, we need, we need to have strippers. We need to have, um, I, yeah, I guess like the stripper is like the, the main, that's the main thing. And it's like not Barney apparently likes not just. Stripper, mm, strippers, but like these very this. involved, yeah. like sex show type of things. And not just that, but like a, a stripper who is like not all that attractive. That's what he says. Yeah. yeah. And then he says something about like, um, it's like a 15. 
Oh, on blackjack, yeah. On blackjack, which is, like, you would always hit a 15. That's that's exactly what I thought. The, well, I mean, depending on what the deal the is joke, showing. But, I mean, the joke should right? be 16, because, like... 16 is the... 16 is the number where... Some people hit, some people don't. I usually hit 16, even though it almost never works out for me. I try to do a little card counting on the table. I see what's showing, and I'll hit... Um, if there's a lot of I'll hit if there's a lot of, yeah, showing. face cards, and there's not a lot of, you know, low numbers accounted for. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, you should always be consistent. So I typically do not hit on a 16. I liked, uh, I, this wasn't in my notes, but you got me thinking they, that whole, the whole thing about, cause they're talking about their friend Stewart's, uh, bachelor party that Barney like mm, yeah. uh, made weird with a stripper and Ted's like telling the story and the thing you talked about, like getting a not particularly attractive stripper. I like the way that the show handled that because I always feel bad for actors when they're playing someone who is supposed to be unattractive. Yeah. But they got clearly a very attractive woman playing the stripper. Yeah. And then they like, as Ted is like describing, like, yeah. no worse. They, so it's still the same actress who was playing the hot stripper, but they're just like fucking with her hair and makeup. She and got stuff. like tattoos and then she started smoking and yeah. she's like, yeah. she got, so I liked that, that it, no, I just always feel bad for actors when they have to play the character who is supposed to be unattractive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, the thing of like, the like corny old thing of like, you have to marry my daughter. Ooh, I'd happy to marry your daughter. No, this one, you know, that like uh-uh. happens. In, in, yeah. In, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I thought we could actually, before we moved on, talk for a second about our own bachelor and bachelorette parties. Okay. I, I wasn't at yours. How many strippers did you male strippers? Did you have at, at, at yours? One for each of us. So <laughs> seven. Um, no, mine was very low. We went to Malibu. No, we had lunch at the end of the seventh fail mm-hmm. or brunch, and we went to Malibu Winery, and yeah, you had, you had a daytime. Yeah, it was yeah. very like just like day drinking, low key fun. And I did a Dodger game, and then we went to the Pacific Dining Car, which is a pandemic casualty, open since the twenties, and is now closed. Might be coming back, but is a steakhouse. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the yeah downtown area, and. Uh, People who have seen Training Day will remember uh, Pacific Dining Car. Um, this is and sim- then we went to a bar afterwards. Yeah, it was, which it was is like very broy but not strippery. Right, and this is similar to what Ted and Marshall wanted. They wanted to um, go to Foxwood. They wanted to um, like eat giant steaks and go to a game or a match, a boxing, a boxing match. Yeah. Um, About. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Um, They wanted to play craps, but then Barney, of course, wanted a weird hotel suite, like, circle. Like, he wants to watch porn with a bunch of other dudes. Like, his... Yeah, they rented a car that has a DVD player and brought porn DVDs. And then he says... watch in the car. Yeah. And then he says, this one's in HD, which set off, like... DVDs, by definition, are not right. in HD, by the way, unless they're HD DVDs, which doesn't yeah, exist Yeah, they anymore. got a lot of things wrong in yeah. this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he, I guess he wants like a circle jerk in a hotel room. I guess so. He's a, he's a strange guy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's also funny that he doesn't learn that they're going to Foxwoods and not Atlantic City on the drive. <laughs> Wait, what? 
so um, Barney thinks they're going to Atlantic City yeah. and is like talking about like AC and they're like um, we're actually not going there yeah we're going to Foxwoods we're going to yeah. Foxwoods so it's it's funny that he's just now learning on the on yeah, the drive there but then he clearly finds a way around it and still manages to get a stripper into he the, still manages somehow the hotel room at yeah he yeah. works some magic um, and then they make a funny joke about like at every bachelorette or at every bachelor party there's always like the the best man the groom, the guy who only speaks in cliches, yeah. and the guy who disappears halfway yeah, through. Yeah, played by Joe Manganiello, yeah. who's uh, Brad from law school yeah. uh, again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. at in oh, Okay, so while this is going on, Lily is having a wedding shower. Um, initially, um, Robin gets, like, this, like, sexy little, like, pink teddy and mm-hmm. shows it to Barney and he's like, oh, that's so, like, lame. That's, like, what an old lady would do. Like, you need to get her something better. Like, get her a vibrator. Get yeah. her a sex toy. So she does that. She gets, like, a big black vibrator. Right? Yeah. I don't like that they, like, call out the yeah. black. Yeah. Um, and she wraps it up and goes to the party. And she finds that this party is just, like, family like grandparents there's even children there's a nun like it's very not what she it's not like a wild crazy bachelorette party yeah and it's, it's also like, not what i would have envisioned lily's family being like based on her because she's like a tough like from yeah. new york city kid i would have expected more uh i don't know new yorkers like joey's sisters or right. whatever yeah um yeah a little more like down to earth but these were i mean we they get a little they get yeah, a little wild yeah. as the day goes. Um, but yeah, it's very much like a wedding shower and not a bachelorette party per se. Um, so Robin's kind of freaking out about this present when she gets there. And I mean, it would have been so easy just to be like, uh, oh, I'll be right back. I need to move my car or just leave with the present. But she is now like stuck there. Um, she's like dreading the time that they, that, Lily opens a present. She's trying to have like um, ESP conversations with her <laughs> and Lily mistakes it for like, I need a tampon. Yeah. So that little moment was funny. Um, meanwhile, in at the, at the hotel room, there's a stripper named treasure played by an actress named Aaron Cardillo or okay. Cardillo. I'm not sure how she says it. Um, oh, who is the mom? Who is Lily's mom? Who is that actress? Oh, Lily's mom is Megan Faye. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I did write that down. She's in everything. Where didn't I? Oh, I put it in the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, she's in everything. She's um, most recently. You and I saw her in the Hulu miniseries Dope Sick, where she was the uh, oh, nun. Yes, um, yes. But she is also uh, um, Jonah's mom on Superstore. Right. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's been in a lot of things going back to like uh, Barton Fink and she's, yes. yeah. Um, so yeah, but Aaron Cardillo, uh, who plays Treasure, is has now gone on to be a fairly successful writer and producer. She uh, oh. produced a short-lived CW show called Life Sentence, and she wrote the uh, Rebel Wilson rom-com spoof, Isn't It Romantic? Okay. Not Isn't It Chromantic. <laughs> Isn't It Romantic? Good one. <laughs> Um, so in this, um, hotel scene with treasure, um, she has like an absurd stage show with, um, like a fog machine and lights and like a big giant kettle ball. And it's, um, 
ridiculous. Um, she ends up breaking her ankle, and they have mm-hmm. to take her to the hospital. Yeah. She's still wearing her, like, leopard bikini with little pink bows yeah. <laughs> on the sides of it. Um, so there's a scene in the hospital where they're arguing that, like, this is never what Marshall wanted. Um, they're mad at Barney. Um, let's see. We're back at um, the wedding shower, and it's finally time to, like... Is there a difference between a wedding shower and a bridal shower? Yeah, I guess... Because Robin says wedding shower. Yeah. But I I am familiar with the term bridal shower. Yeah. Is it just... They're two different terms for the same thing. It's the same thing. Okay. I mean, I think wedding shower might be um, both the bride and groom's gender family, yeah. gender neutral, where like bridal's a little more... Right. It's all yeah, bullshit. It's, I mean, it, do what you want. Do whatever you want. Um so it's finally time to open presents. Um, Robin last minute switches the cards with like Grandma Lois. Played by Kay Callen. Yeah. Who is the um, old uh, great grandma lady in Knives Out most recently. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a very funny scene where Grandma Lois, it's, she's giving her a um, antique sewing machine. Um, but there's a lot of confusion because she talks about like this handy little device got me through when my husband was at on in Korea and he even played around with it a few times. You know, there's just goes on so long. It goes on so long, but but it's very funny. It's all very worthwhile. Um, I loved it. It was very funny. Um, uh, Lily does open it. She's like kind of mortified and doesn't know what to do. And then they're like, well, show it. Like, bring it out. Let's get this baby started. Fire this baby up. And then, um, surprisingly enough, everyone is, like, super delighted by this vibrator. And they talk about sex in the city. Like, yeah. oh, you're such a Samantha. Yeah. He, 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 he. Um, and it's kind of like a cute scene. Well, yeah, the one lady, is, she says she watches, she only watches Sex in the City reruns on, on TBS. Because yeah. like, you're such a Charlotte. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, so yeah, that was funny. Um, back at the hospital, um, treasure is like has crutches and they're saying like, okay, let's, um, let's take you home. And Barney being like the asshole that he is like, oh, you still need to finish your show. And they're, and they're like all the other dudes are like, no, no, no. Like, of course not. Don't do it. And then she is like, no, I want to like, Mm -hmm. she, um, is saying like, let me finish my show. Luckily, um, I'm in a supine position for the last half. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't need to use her ankle. Um, oh, I forgot to mention like during the, during Lily's like present opening, Robin is just like chugging wine, like in the background <laughs> as they're like having all this conversation about the device. I love, but I love that she goes from being like so nervous about it to like the longer that the grandma goes on. Yeah. Even Robin just starts laughing. She just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah. She's drunk at this point. She has a gigantic wine glass. Yeah. She won't share the bottle of wine <laughs> with any family members. Um, so, yeah, the the dudes go to a steakhouse. Um, Which um, has famous people's yeah. caricatures and, portrait and, and names all over the walls. Yeah. Which, uh, and including people like... Carter pays the uh, yeah 
uh, creator of <laughs> I Mean Mother yeah. uh, or co-creator. Um, but that's a reference to the Palm Steakhouse or the old building the Palm Steakhouse was in on, on, on Santa Monica Boulevard had that. Like it had, if you were Just enough of a regular okay. or if you were a famous enough person who had been a few times, like Wayne Gretzky was up there, but also there are people who were like in the industry who aren't famous, but who like ate there a lot. Cause okay. I, I remember a vendor we used to work with the guy, uh, who ran we, at my job. I don't, I don't say on the internet what my job is, but, um, a vendor we used to work with the guy who ran that, uh, vendor, which doesn't even exist anymore. Um, he was a regular there and had his, um, his portrait on the wall. And so we, it, like, he would take us out, like our, our team out to like client lunches. And it was really, I think just an excuse for him to like go to his favorite place and put it on the company dime or, or whatever. But that place isn't there anymore. The Palm has moved into, um, Beverly, Beverly Hills proper. It's on Canyon now, I think. And it does not, they did not retain the wall. Apparently when they were going to tear down the one on Santa Monica, they offered people like regulars, like, do you want your piece of the wall that has your your caricature on it? So anyway, this is all to say that uh, that's the steakhouse they eat at is a reference to the Palm here okay. in Los Angeles. It also reminded me a little bit of the mural at the Frolic Room. If you're, um, I haven't been to the Frolic Room in a while. Only once since like the pandemic. It's the, like the mural of the caricatures of like there's like Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, like and old like Hollywood. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so, okay, the gang's back and McLaren's, they're doing like a debrief <laughs> about everything that transpired. And then the most important part of the episode is like where we flash back to the scene where Marshall's crying, yeah. um, upset at McLaren's about Lily. Um, Barney leaves and they're all thinking, oh, he's such a fair weather friend. He can't yeah. handle when the situation is tough. But he's actually flying to San Francisco to talk to Lily, and he says to Lily, like, you belong together. Like, he loves you so much. You're perfect for each other. Um, if you don't wise up, someone else is going to realize how great he is. She, it was a very sweet... He buys her a plane ticket yeah. back, and so we learn that Barney is a good friend after yeah. all. So the, And there's also a more specific... He says, I can't, I can't keep... Stealing girls from Marshall, which is a reference to the episode of the Scorpion and the Toad, where right. Barney was trying to get Marshall back out there, but then kept stealing kept the girls stealing he would over like, and over again. And yeah. so now we realize, oh, that was an intentional thing to get him back with yeah. Lily. Yeah, and then like once that is <clears throat> revealed, um, it's kind of like, okay, you deserve to be the best man. Man, like, no, we're co-best men, but wink, wink, it's actually me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that was like a very, very sweet ending to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Uh, nothing I wanted to 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 call out. I mean, it was a little bit labored. Um, the the Robin's inability to like pull Lily aside and say like, "Don't open my present," like or just a little like bit hacky, hide it and labored. or just throw yeah. it like. But ultimately, worth it because the payoff was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should we go to funniest? Uh, yes. Funniest moments, yeah. Um, so we don't see her, like, when Lily's opening president, pre- presidents? So she's opening presents. When she's opening presents, we don't see it, but um, there, her um, her cousin, um, who's a nun, Sister Margaret. Technically, she's a 
Novidiate because she's not she a hasn't nun been. Okay. No, no, sorry, novitiate. Okay. Not, not, not a nov- idiot, a novitiate. Okay. And she says, I can't believe you carved that, carved that crucifix yourself. <laughs> that was my funniest. My only funniest one is a, it's a running joke and you kind of teased at it, but Stuart doing the speaking in cliches, oh, yeah. like dead man walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like everywhere they go, like, uh, yeah, marriage is like a prison, you know, or stuff like that. I, I thought that was really that, that was my only one, though. The, um, like, convoluted, like, strip tease. There was a funny moment where Marshall's like, I knew she was going to hurt her ankle on the hippity hop, <laughs> and we don't know <laughs> what that is. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she told you not to turn on the smoke machine when she's on the hippity hop. Yeah, yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> um, okay, should we move on to How I Met Your Mother Make It Fashion? Yeah, what do you got? Um, I liked, uh, Robin's dress for the bridal and I like Lily's dress. It's rare that I like both of their outfits at the good. same time. They're I, both good dresses. Yeah. Lily's dress is on mine. It's like a, uh, like an apron type dress apron with a big, big, like thick bands over the top mm-hmm. and then patch pockets and it's white. Yeah. It's a black um, and white. Um, she's wearing something black under. Yeah. 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 I Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know how you describe, uh, Robin's dress, but it was cool. Yeah, it was like a blue and white, like kind of 70s pattern. Yeah. Um, it had like a plunging neckline. Yeah, but yeah. like floofy shoulders. Yeah. Um, and so the, you mentioned the only thing I'll mention, I like Ted's fleur-de-lis. Uh, it's like, what's that, what do you call those sweatshirts that are like, they look like long underwear? You know what I'm talking about? Um, like, I feel like there must be a name for, for that sort of thing. Um, but anyways, he's got a, it's got a fleur-de-lis on it. Looked cool. Yeah, I guess I didn't really care for it, but, um, I, I like, it, Barney's, I, think it would look good on me. I like Barney's suit at one point. I'm like, Oh, he looks good in that suit. All right. All right. Motifs. Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, I guess, um, I guess demeaning of women, um, regressive viewpoints and then like, just like the, um, heteronormativity of it all of like the like this is what a girl's party looks like this is what a boy's party looks like which yeah I, um i have specifically being patronizing toward sex workers yes because remember yes. the uh the episode where barney uh, hooks ted up with a date to a wedding and tells ted that she's a a pro yeah it turns out it's just like a woman who lives in Barney's building or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And Ted's very like that thing of like they, Ted and Marshall, they think they're being chivalrous by saying something like, you don't have to do this, you know, you're yeah. like, yeah, but really they're being patronizing and, and yes. projecting their morals. Yes. So it, yeah. In that scene of the hospital where they were like, Oh, you don't have to do this. She kind of is reclaiming her power in the way the girls were trying to do. And they're, yeah. Um, in their way, reading the, reclaiming the, the yeah. windkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Oh, that was a similarity. We're, are we on? To no, I, I have one more just running or motif flashbacks. This, this episode was mostly straightforward, which yeah. is, that has become the exception to the rule. Right. on how I'm your mother, yeah. but there is the brief flashback at the beginning, which pays off in a long, in a return to that flashback at the end. So yeah. we still had flashbacks. Yeah, so on dissimilarities and differences, yeah, I had general, like, attitudes towards gender roles and sex yes. and a general sort of, like, prudishness. Yes. Like like I said, How I Met Your Mother, like, 
Robin buying a vibrator for Lily is slightly more progressive than Phoebe and uh, Phoebe shaming Monica for having sex on a first date, but only by inches. And I think that kind of speaks to like something I've said over and over again. I went into this show thinking the differences would be more stark. Yeah. But How I Met Your Mother is, in general, right. just slightly more progressive than Friends. Right. That's it. Like, there's nothing scandalous about a vibrator. No. <laughs> like, there's nothing... Yeah. And you'd think that these are, like, you know, like, post-college hip New Yorkers. Like, there yeah. would never be an issue. Yeah, but they're still... Like in their, they're worse than like bubble. the old gram, the old biddies <laughs> at the party. They have a more open mind. Yeah, because they watch Sex in the City at least. Because they watch Sex in the City. Yeah. What um, do uh, what do the How Many Mother characters? We know what the Friends gang watch. They watch seventies TV or mm-hmm. Spanish language TV. Ironically, mm-hmm. um, or older than seventies. They're watching the Dick Van Dyke Show. What are the How Many Mothers? They watch world, the World's Strongest Man competition. They watch also, a lot of sports. Yeah. They watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're real sportos. They're real sportos. Even though they're into, like, Bill and Sebastian and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, should we move on to playing favorites? Yeah. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, Met Your, your Mother. mother. Yeah. yeah. Other than some of the stuff we just talked about, yeah. um, this was more... I think this is more a case of friends losing the competition this week than how many mother winning. Yeah. Um, cause this friends episode was mostly tiresome to me, Yeah, but, uh, you know, we could have said for similarities and differences, both episodes do have one of the gang being a very good, good friend. friend. I was just thinking that yeah. Ross is a good friend to Joey. Yeah. And Barney's a good friend to Marshall and yeah. Lily and Lily. Yeah. And I, I think the Barney one just like, uh, it was a big grand gesture yes. and a great, well-written little monologue. Yeah. That's what put it over the top for me. Yeah. All right. And he was just there uh, for a day in San Francisco. <laughs> I love that after the whole thing, he's like, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, that's the first time that's happened. Um, <laughs> I got the, uh, the hold it. I showed my cards. Yeah. Um, well, then let's uh, move on to my favorite segment to talk about or to introduce What's at least. That? It's a segment called... How were we doing? Okay. This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Season two, episode 19 of Friends, the one where Eddie won't go. Why, why don't I do this? Why do I think? I always think I'm going to memorize these Friends titles, but they're too fucking long. Yeah, Eddie the one where go. Eddie won't go. Yeah. Aired on Thursday, March 28th, 1996, which uh, is, oh my God, exactly uh, 26 years ago today. Wow. We are recording... This episode isn't posting until the 29th or 30th, but we're recording it on the 28th of March. And on this day, not a whole lot happened um, of interest, but uh, it was the day that uh, 17-year-old Katie Beam of Oklahoma was crowned the 35th Miss Teenage America. Okay. 35th out of 37. Two years later... It would be the final Miss Teenage America. Yeah. Miss Teenage America does not exist anymore and hasn't since like 98 or so. Uh, so that's the big thing that happened. Now let's move on to top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, Mary J. Blige, Not Gone Cry. Mm-hmm. At number four, R. Kelly, Down Low. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know many R. Kelly songs outside of Trapped in the Closet and 
ignition remix, yeah. but I'm not an R Kelly. I was never an R Kelly fan before yeah. the, the, the terrible crimes came out. Yeah. Uh, so even less, now. I'm even yeah. less of a fan now. Number three, Brandy sitting up in my room. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tony rich project. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And at number one, Celine Dion's because you loved me. Nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And season two, episode 19 of How I Met Your Mother, Bachelor Party, aired on Monday, April 9th, 2007. Uh, on that day, the governor of New York, Elliot Spitzer, signed legislation changing the date of the New York primary election to February 5th, 2008. Just worth mentioning because I just mentioned the Miss Teenage America was in its final uh, days. Within a year of this, Elliot Spitzer would his political career would be over for uh, reasons having to do with scandal. Yeah. Um, you never know any day, any day you could be reading the news about someone and within a year they could be the ruined careers could be ruined Yeah. or the pageant could cease to exist. Yeah. Um, top five songs in the U S that day. Number five, Avril Lavigne girlfriend. Is that, Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. Oh, maybe, yeah. Think you need a new one. Okay. Yeah, Avril Lavigne, Avril Lavigne is back. And I feel like I'm being gaslit. Because, <laughs> like... Much like Eddie. Because I think what happened is, like, there are probably people who were, you know, what is this? What year is... Um, 2007? 2007, so 15 years ago. People who were, like... 11, you know, uh-huh. 15 years ago, liked Avril Lavigne because they didn't know any better. Right. 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 They went on to have taste. Now they're in their mid twenties and they're tastemakers. They're writing for fucking stereo gum and shit. Right. Right. And Avril Lavigne's back and they're happy about it. Yeah. And I think this happens to every generation. Yes. Like it's a crazy thing to me. Um, but it, there are probably things that I, I try to be aware of my nostalgia and I try not to like, like stuff yeah. just cause I liked it or at least be aware. Like when it comes to like empire records, like I know empire records is a bad movie. Yeah. I will always have a soft spot for it, but yeah. at least I know it's bad. Yes. Um, but th- this, the, these things happen, but then the opposite happens sometimes where something comes out like what, how American summer is a movie that comes out and it's fucking great. Great. But it's panned by critics at the time. They don't get it. And then time proves them wrong. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ira Levine was good. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But people are happy that she's back. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. just so indifferent. (laughs) Uh, The other one, there was someone, I guess, recently, I I guess like last year would have been, it was like the 20 year anniversary of the movie Shrek. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there was a piece in like Vulture or something about how bad Shrek is. And it was like, I was surprised that people were offended. But people who are just not that much younger than you and I are, who were like in middle school as opposed to college when Shrek came out, they have such a love for Shrek. Yeah. Which to me was always this like cynical, uh, cheap joke, like wannabe carbon copy of the better stuff that Pixar was doing. Or, you know, like I, I never liked Shrek. I always thought it was too obvious and too ugly and too superficial, but mm, yeah, maybe lot, I'm wrong. A lot of people love it. I know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I had to I'm watch saying. it over and over and over again with my nephew. Oh yeah. You're like, uh, 
the aforementioned Will Smith and I am legend. You could probably quote Shrek at length. Yeah. <laughs> um, at number four, Fergie's glamorous. At number three, Mims. This is why I'm hot. This is why. Mm-hmm. I'm hot. All right. Uh, at number two, Gwen Stefani, the sweet escape. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and at number one, Akon's don't matter. Okay. I don't know. Those are the, that's what was going on in the world. Now it's time for our final segment, which is called challenge accepted. This is where we try to guess what's going to happen next week on the show's armed only with the episode titles. But first let's look how we did last week. Yeah. Let's, um, I said, I think we both get points. We both get points. I, you have a better memory for what I always, well, I just remember what I said. I said, Joey and the Chan man put their noggins together to try and force Eddie to skedaddle. Yeah. And as upsetting as it is, that's exactly what happened at the end of the episode. Um, you said Ted and Barney plan competing stag do's. That's what happened. Yep. Yep. So we both get a point. I am still ahead by just one going into the final stretch of episodes here. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, Let's move on. Let's, let's see what's uh, going to happen next week. But uh, in order to do that, I need you to vamp. Okay. Organic shelled hemp seeds in sauce. <laughs> Wait. Can you read some more about in sauce? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, if you have ever marveled at our magnificence, you may have also wondered... Will this heroic condiment ever have a partner to help in the ongoing fight against flavorless foods? Wonder no longer. Trader Joe's Incredible Sauce is here. So I like that its definition is that it's it's like magnificence. So it that's has, like when you look at the definition of a like an adverb. Well, you know, no, there's and it's more. Like loudly, there's more. and it's like having the qualities of being loud. <laughs> okay. Well, magnificence has a kind of relishy profile. Okay. Incredible sauce is more like a honey mustard. Oh. Mustard is blended with egg yolks. Oh. Garlic and onion powders, cane sugar, lemon juice, and a hint of natural smoke flavor. I like that we reacted poorly to Incredible Sauce for different reasons. I'm not a honey mustard guy. Very big mustard guy. I don't like, but honey mustard was too sweet. I like you don't mustard. like egg-based. You don't like mayonnaises and aiolis. Yeah. 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 One of us is right. I don't like eggs on a shelf. It's just, okay. that's, that's what it boils down to. Now, I have to get season two, episode 20 of Friends. I feel like I'm going to whiff this one because there's nothing... Okay. It's the one where Old Yeller dies. Okay. Now, I've seen the movie, Old Yeller. Yeah. I know that Old Yeller dies at the end. It's very sad. Yeah. Uh, but I have no idea what that is going to be for the episode. So I'm going to guess... Let's see. We just had... We've had so many... So much of the recent storyline has been about... Um. Joey and Chandler, I feel like we need to get back to Ross and Rachel. Okay. I feel, so I feel like this is going to be a Ross and Rachel episode. Okay. I'm going to guess that, uh, uh, Ross is confounded, bewildered, bewildered and gobsmacked. Phone doesn't like the word gobsmacked. Uh, gobsmacked to learn that alone. Rachel didn't cry 
at the end of Old Yeller. That's that's my guess is that okay that Ro- that that like Ross is very emotional about Old Yeller and Rachel is just like ah bummer or whatever. Okay. Okay. So your task, should you choose to accept it, nope, now, is uh, to guess what's going to happen on the next episode of How Many Mother, which is season two, episode twenty, showdown. Showdown. Okay. Um, okay. So I I still think it's going to be a Marshall Lily wedding, um, as a framing for this. And the way you're looking at me, I could tell it's wrong. Because I want to give you a hint. Okay. The hint is you are going to love this. I'm going to love this? Yeah. Something you love that includes the word showdown. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Do they go to the prices right? Maybe. Oh my god! I'm not going to get a point because you hand fed it, spoon fed it to me. <laughs> um, are they going to Los Angeles? I don't know because I I love a field trip show, mm-hmm. or I love a field trip episode. Um, okay, I say they take a trip to Los Angeles and go on the Price Is Right. Okay, how should I? Um... Um, Drew Carey might be in it as a guest star. <gasps> Is Drew Carey a guest star? Um. Wait, what year did Drew Carey take over? Um, I think he was there. I think this is two thousand seven. I feel like that's still Bob Barker. I don't think so. I think it might be early Drew Carey. Hold on, Drew Carey. Price is Right. Let's see when he. I'm gonna say like two thousand five, two thousand six. Let's see. Oh my gosh. He has hosted the game show The Price is Right since October of 2007. And this oh. would be March or April, April of 2007. So this is still a Bob Barker. Okay. 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 So, um, so the, the gang, uh, pack their bags and head to Lipstick City. Weirdo would. <laughs> <laughs> to try their luck at winning hold on winning fabulous prizes dot 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 if the price is right good one good one <laughs> okay locked in all right we are locked in and uh that's it we talked about uh season two episode 19 it was a lot of fun you can find episodes of this podcast wherever you found it wherever you find podcasts uh you can but there is also a post every week at battleshippretension.com that you can comment on and that's also where you can find my other podcast battleship pretension which is about movies and all my movie reviews and stuff like that are all all, all there uh you can email me or follow me on twitter at davy pretension but you can email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com um we didn't have any calls to action this week which okay because we're bad at at things doing this um yeah where uh where would you like people to to track you down natalie to find you on the internet please don't 
but you should email us um, if you like this episode. The you one should... where I met your mother at gmail.com. Yes. Um, if you like this episode, you should tell your friends. You should tell your mothers. You should rate, review, subscribe. Um, let us know if you agree that this episode of Friends was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. Let us know what you did for your bachelor or bachelorette party. Yes, that's what I want to know. Yeah, that's let good. us know. Um, or you can tell us which party you would rather go to. Mine or David's. Oh, I thought you were going to say Marshall's or Lily's because neither one of them looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I guess I'd rather go to Lily's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Um, until next time, catch us at the Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs>